deep down I knew there was lots of uh, video editing work opportunities in porn. Well hello and welcome to my first ever podcast. It's been a podcast I've been dying to do for the ages. Uh, about, I think, I've been waiting to do this for about three months ever since I uh, bought the domain name dirtypodcast.com. But a lot of things have happened since then, so trying to get this podcast together has been a bit of a, a struggle. It was intended to be two of us doing this podcast, uh, but unfortunately, as of last week, he would no longer be my colleague. He's off to pastures new, so it's just going to be me for the time being, unless this podcast becomes a little bit uh, popular, and hopefully I'll be able to get some other people to come and join me. So uh, most people will probably know me on Twitter as xxxvideoeditor, so I thought uh, to kick off the first ever podcast, I would briefly uh, explain how I got into editing porn videos for a living. Um, I've always been interested in editing video, to be honest. Uh, I think I can still remember uh, starting editing using, I think it's Macromedia Premiere, or it might have still been Adobe Premiere, but it's a long time ago. It must be about 12 years ago, I probably downloaded my first version of a video editor on, on, onto the computer. Um, but obviously I didn't really have any content to actually edit, it was mostly home videos. Um, not dirty home videos, just normal home videos of the kids and the wife and whatever. Um, and to be honest, I didn't really have any qualifications to actually go with my video editing um, hobby at the time. So what I had to do was basically rely on the help files that came with this video editing package. And there was no, uh, there's no real YouTube going on. I think it must have been more than 12 years ago, thinking about it. It must have been a good 15 years ago, because YouTube wasn't really the place to go for tutorials back then. These days, if you need to know how to do anything regarding editing or photography, just whack onto YouTube unless you know, people with a lot more experience and knowledge as you do. Um, spanking out videos all the time about how to do this, how to do that. Um, so yeah, basically I had to learn really by using the help files. And then um, when I realised I really wanted to do editing, um, I ended up uh, <laughs> having to find a proper job. Um, back those in back in them days, I was uh, working for what was I working for twelve years ago. Twelve years ago, I think I must have been. Probably in between jobs, probably the best way to describe it, in between jobs. So I finished college, do it. Oh, I, went to, I went to college, all I did at college was a really crappy sort of, um, I can't remember what to call it now, they called it uh, what like multimedia, multimedia college course I did. And that's at Christchurch College University at Canterbury. Um, did a little bit of editing, but the, the tutor there wasn't really good, so it wasn't very good at all. Um, she didn't even know what she was doing I think me and my college friend um, we went into the classroom one uh, lunchtime to uh, just do some extra work and we found the the, uh, the lecturer who was going to be taking us for video editing actually going through the editing manual I think the software using at the time was called, called purple I, I don't know who made it I've never seen it since but that was my first real editing experience really was at college and it's part of my uh, part of my coursework I think I edit edited together some uh, some sort of cricket footage that I took and uh, I think I put it um, I put the I put edited this video to the sound of uh, a couple of cricket theme tunes um, 
Right, what else can I waffle on about? So where am I? Yes, I've just started editing. Um, but then between then, I had to do proper jobs really before I could really start editing. Um, I worked at the local council offices in the homeless department, looking after all the homeless people coming in. Uh, I was a prison officer for a couple of years, probably the worst job I've ever done. I wouldn't recommend it to anybody. <laughs> God knows why anybody would like to be a prison officer. Um, what else did I do before editing? Um, worked at a few bars. But then I remember coming home from working at the, the council offices one day, and his and wife really just you know, saw me being a bit, uh, not depressed, but just unhappy about you know going to work every day, nine to five, doing that sort of stuff. And she just turned to me and said, look, what is it you really want to do for the rest of your life work-wise? And I said, look, I just want to be a video editor. I said, why, why don't you just do it? You know, just it's it's not beat around the bush anymore. It's you know, sort yourself out, get yourself a decent-ish computer, um, and actually get a show reel together and start putting yourself out there. Um, but deep down, <laughs> deep down, I knew there was lots of uh, video editing work opportunities in porn, just because I knew that um, the major uh, sort of porn producer just started. Um, uploading more and more video onto their websites for promotional purposes. Um, it was difficult to put video on the internet back in them days because it uh, it took a long time to download uh, and also upload. Um, so and then Macromedia Flash came along and the ability to make uh, trailers in Flash and get them onto a website became a lot simpler. Um, I think I even I think I even remember sending in a couple of trial versions into uh, Brazzers.com just to say that is there any work available but they were shit to be honest <laughs> I remember now I'm looking back actually and thinking what trailers I made they were absolutely terrible so yeah no wonder they said thanks but <laughs> thanks but no thanks um, so my next uh, sort of uh, trick was to uh, go onto Twitter and I made myself a XXX video editor uh, account name with the idea of just um, get my name out there and doing work for free so I advertised my sort of my editing skills for free and luckily out of nowhere I was quite lucky to get uh, my first uh, uh, free job working for Sarah Peaches she got in touch with me and said that she had a lot of a lot of content that she hadn't been able to edit because the actual filming was either really bad or the lighting was really bad or the colors were very bad um, but it was content that she had that was still usable and she would and now that video is becoming more accessible online she wanted to get it onto a website for her fans to see and Sarah Peaches at the time was quite a well-known and popular solo girl model from Canada she's still going now um, obviously she's now much more into the webcam um, service at the moment um, but yeah she gave me my first break really she, just by doing I think I did about six or seven videos for her uh, for free then she gave me a bit of paid work to do and that from then was from there it was easy for me then to say hello look I'm a video editor um, sort of specialising in porn and then mention her name and also uh, I now had some experience I now had a bit of a portfolio to show other people um, but what happened next was just so out of the blue and such a stroke of luck I remember doing some overtime at the at the council because I was still working at the council while trying to do sort of porny uh, video editing as a, as a hobby stroke part time job but I was sitting doing overtime on a Saturday afternoon at the at the, uh, the city council, um, and I was obviously yeah, as I was working, I was on Twitter, um, and I had a tweet 
um, from one of the most influential, most popular sort of um, names in pornography at the time, especially around the tube sites and uh, content share um, circles. Um, basically, he's asked me, look, um, we're looking for a video editor. And he asked me, where else I'm from? Now, maybe in May at the time, I thought, you know, this guy could be anywhere in the world. Uh, so I said, oh, yeah, I'm from the UK. And then the reply came saying, well, okay, where in the UK are you? So I reply saying, I'm in, I'm in Kent. So then the next one was, yeah, okay, where in Kent? And I said, well, I live in like, Canterbury. And then amazingly, he turned around and then said, well, my producers and editing guys are all actually based in Canterbury too. So that was just uh, one of those amazing things that I think was, I'm not, I'm not really a massive fan of destiny and fate and that sort of stuff, but it was a bit strange that, you know, I was living in Canterbury and one of the major uh, <laughs> producers of porn at the time he was actually working out of Canterbury. So um, he got me in touch with his guys. Um, and then within a couple of days, I was sitting in a pub with two guys who were creating the content for fake agent uh, female agent i think was running at the time there's also lesby.com dane jones um i was having a chat with these guys you know trying to sell my services but uh, i was actually running off a laptop at the time and i remember being uh, a bit skint as well at the time and i remember getting an email from the guys before we met saying look um can you bring a passport drive with you and I remember looking at my bank account, I had £50 left for the rest of the month. And I knew I had to uh, buy some other stuff with that money. And the passport drive was going to be £70. So I had to borrow some money off my dad, um, go into, I think it was PC World at the time, and purchase a, a uh, passport drive. And that was probably the best £50 I've ever invested because I was very close to actually cancelling the meeting just on the basis that I couldn't actually afford to buy the passport drive. But um, I bought the basketball drive, met the guys at the pub. We had, a, I think, two, three hours chat over a couple of pints of Guinness. And then they said, look, OK, let's let's do a, a few trial uh, edits and see how we get on. So my very first actual porn editing I'd done for, um, which is now Fake Hub, um, was a public, not public agent, that came much later. It was a fake agent video. Uh, and I think, if I remember right, it was a threesome. And I can remember having all the multiple camera angles to use. And I hadn't really done any multiple camera angle videos before. So again, back straight onto YouTube, found out how to do it. Very easy, very simple. Um, using Final Cut Pro. Um, long story short, I was I ended up just doing a few uh, trial versions. And they liked what I did. So I then joined the guys and on a part-time basis, basically. So... I would <laughs> wander down to the middle of Canterbury and pick up a passport drive outside this uh, this guy's house. Um, I'll take it home, do my work, and then a couple of days later, go back and deliver it. It must have looked a bit dodgy. If anyone was looking at their sort of at their bedroom window or something and saw me just rocking up to this house with a, a brown paper bag, <laughs> uh, which you know it has a passport drive in it, but uh, just it just looked loads a bit strange passing over a, a normally a plastic bag. And to uh, my contact with uh, Fake Hub, and then I remember one day going to deliver some work, and I got called in to say, oh, "Hey, you know, come in for you know, for a long chat." Um, and basically, I got. I said, "Look," he said to me, "What are you earning at the at the city council?" 
and I knew one of the guys who was interviewing me was actually dating someone from the council at the same time, so I knew I couldn't lie. I couldn't sort of say, I'm earning, you know, 50 grand or whatever, because I, I, was, I was presuming he was going to try and match what I was earning just to get me on board. So I had to lie, and we're well, not lie, I had to tell the truth and tell him what measly amount I was, work, I was actually earning at the council. So basically he said, okay, no problem, look, we're going to be launching a new site soon, we need another realtor on board, uh, are you interested in coming and joining us full time, and we'll match what you're earning now. I would have said yes there and then, not a problem at all, but obviously being a married man with kids, I had to do the responsible thing, and actually go home and talk to the wife first. <sighs> she wasn't exactly thrilled or exactly um, over the moon about the prospect, on the phone this was before I got home. Um, so I went back to the council and I got a phone call from the same guy who just interviewed me uh, for the uh, public agent job. And said, look, he's been talking to his boss and basically said, oh, we want this guy to come work for us. So what they did was, said, right, we'll match what you're earning at the council plus we'll give you a bit more as well. And that was it, really. As soon as I told the wife that, that was that was done and dusted, really. Um, literally working from home, earning more money, uh, it's a dream come true, and earning money editing porn. And that was eight years ago now. It'd be eight years ago this August. So, yeah. Um, since then, so I've done fake agent. I've done a majority of the work on public agent. I've done uh, fake taxi, female fake taxi, female agent. I've even done a few Dane Jones and a few massage rooms quite a few years ago uh, just to help out here and there. Um also now obviously we've got uh been doing some fake driving school videos as well so yeah that's basically how i landed up doing this really um now i'm sitting at twitter looking at my look at 31,000 followers and i must admit that's probably most of it from when we started doing fake taxi take fake taxi used to retweet quite a lot of my tweets so i've got to say thank you to uh, the fake taxi twitter account for giving me some uh, decent numbers Right, so now, oh, blimey, that's, that took 14 minutes. That felt like an hour's worth of talking. I'm, I'm not the world's greatest conversationalist, so trying to talk for 14 minutes non-stop was, uh, was quite a feat for me. What I need to do now is find something else to talk about. Right. I think um, what I'll do next is try to answer some of the most frequently asked questions that I get um, when I talk to people about my job. Um, first question I normally ask is, what does your wife think? Now, I was going to reserve this question and actually do an interview with my wife and ask her that question and sort of talk to her about how she feels, how she really feels about me doing the job I do. Um, but to answer on my behalf, I mean, she doesn't really care. As long as I pay the mortgage, as long as there's enough uh, food in everyone's belly, she doesn't give a monkeys. I mean, nine times out of ten, she'll, if she comes into my office to have a quick chat, she'll look at my screen and just go, huh, that looks nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's normally someone's big cock on a screen, you know, or someone having a blowjob or something. Um, so yeah, so that's she's she doesn't give a monkeys to be honest. But I also have three children, and they also say all about the kids because they're all well. One's twenty three, one's uh, one's sixteen. No, yes, one's sixteen, one's fourteen. And I have to confess that my eldest daughter she knows what I do, but my two younger kids, they still believe that I actually do two top secret videos for the government. So in my office, all the computer screens are turned away from the main door. So when you walk into my office, you can't see anything I'm doing. So as far as my kids are concerned, they think I'm still doing top secret videos for the uh, for the government. And it's all about propaganda. And they're not allowed to see what I do. I'm not allowed to talk about it. So that's why I've been able to keep 
um, a secret from my younger children for the last uh, last eight years. But eventually they'll know. Eventually they'll find out. My eldest kids know. And to be honest, it's again, it's not a matter of deal. It's literally a shrug of the shoulders. You know, dad does porn. Uh, I don't think they go around advertising it or or discussing it with anybody else. They might tell their close friends, but to be honest, it is just a job. And I, I don't. <laughs> it's like one of those things that people would suspect that I'm sitting there masturbating all day, but couldn't be further from the truth to be honest it's it's video editing uh it's a job i've done every day more or less you know maybe have a your day off here and there uh for the last eight years so it's it's not about watching porn as such it's about making sure it's a good edit and people can enjoy watching it after i finish editing it another question i'm gonna get is has doing this job desensitized your sex life i mean why would it do that why would it desensitize my sex life because i edit porn to be honest I've actually learned. I've actually learned a few tricks, you know. I've, I've actually learned when the clitoris is. Uh, I'm joking. I've actually, uh, you know, it's learned a few positions definitely, or seen some few things on some of the videos I've edited and gone. Oh, I think I might try that later on. And my wife's got the best boobs in the world. You know, I've not. I don't think I've seen many boobs that I've edited. And they're, oh, they're better than the wife. Now my wife's got a great, a great pair of tits. So uh, yeah, not. I don't have a problem with uh, sex at all. I don't. I don't go to bed again. Oh, I've been watching sex all day. I don't want to have sex now. No, couldn't be further from the couldn't be further from the truth. Um, yeah, but that's one of the main questions I get asked: is uh, Are you desensitized to sex? And the other one is: Are you desensitized to porn? And that's a difficult question, to be honest. I mean, that's a little bit different. Um, I don't really have time to watch porn because um, I'm watching it all day. I don't think I've ever. I haven't. Well, I've never joined or paid for a membership on another porn site don't see the point i know it's all oh well i know how it's all made i suppose but even on every now and then on Pornhub, i think i might see a thumbnail and think oh i might have a quick look at that but again not for sexual gratification it's normally just out of curiosity really to find out who it is or who's made this video or who stars in this video that's normally why i will click on anything these days on a, on a tube site quite enjoyed doing that little bit so if you have any questions for me um please tweet me at xxx video editor on twitter or um yeah that's it because i can't get on instagram instagram banned me um they've banned me about two or three times now so it's obviously because i've got xxx in the username but now since then i've tried all sorts of names to just to try and get back onto instagram but some reason they just ban me as soon as i'm trying to sign up so they've either logged my ip address or my phone number just don't let me on at all anymore right how long have i got now that's 20 minutes that's long is that long enough for podcasts i don't think so right let me try and think of something else to talk about the only other thing i can really mention at this time is obviously i do have my own website xxxvideoeditor.com i've been didn't really want to mention it too much i'm not sure whether promoting my own website with obviously with porn on it whether it's going to affect um being banned from podcast publishers and i'm hoping this will be on the usual podcast outlets and uh, like itunes and uh is it google play i think they do their own sort of podcast place i think it's about six or seven places that i'm going to try and uh launch this podcast on um, so yeah, we're really talking about porn too heavily. I'm not quite sure how it's going to go down well. I mean, I think I've seen quite a few um, other uh, podcasts that come from porn producers or 
people interested in porn, but I'm not 100% sure whether they stay clear of talking about porn as uh, in depth as I really want to. But I haven't really listened to their podcast, so that might help. I might actually have to listen to their podcast and see how they're going about avoiding being banned or avoiding being censored, all that sort of palaver. I and mean, I think I'm quite lucky to still be on Twitter. Uh, I know people have had a lot of issues trying to uh, keep their sort of porn star accounts on Instagram. And there's, uh, I think it's, oh, I can't remember her name now, Alana Evans or Alana Croft. I think she's doing quite a lot of stuff trying to get... Um, porn stars and uh, sex workers as a whole really trying to get their Instagram accounts to not be banned and everyone's going mental over it but I think it's, I have a different opinion really I think well if Instagram don't want porn stars or sex workers on their platform then I think it's up to them really I think so it's up to porn people to find other ways to promote themselves and to generate uh, fans I mean Twitter you can put what you like as far as I'm concerned on Twitter, but eventually I think Twitter might go the same way. I've got a horrible feeling this time next year, or at least two years' time, posting a pair of tits on Twitter is going to be banned as well. But I don't know. I think Twitter will eventually cave into censorship um, regarding uh, pornography. Uh, I'm not sure how it will work, um, but I, uh, I've got a horrible feeling. A horrible feeling at least two years' time, by, or by, well, at least by 20, after, after 2020, um, posting porn on Twitter is going to be uh, frowned upon or, or deleted, banned or whatever. You know, I think it's a difficult one to really get your head around, really. I mean, obviously, Facebook, Christ, you can't even put half a nipple on Facebook without being um, banned. I think if F Facebook was allowed to have porn on it, then I think I'd be on Facebook all the time, you know, sort of promoting stuff and advertising stuff. But at the moment, as far as I'm aware, it's literally just Twitter that you can really pop porn on and try and get some retweets and likes and that sort of stuff um i think that's gonna be it for this first podcast i think i've done quite well to get 20 something minutes um because i don't really talk that much during the daytime it's very strange just sitting here talking to actually nobody just talking straight into a microphone there's lots of ums and ahs <laughs> in this podcast which i apologize for but i have got a lot of other topics to talk about um once I can get this first one out of, out of the way and done with. I'm hoping to get the wife to come and join me on one of my podcasts. I'm hoping my, well, will be ex-colleague will come on and we can do a podcast together. But again, a lot of other stuff that I've wrote and written, written down to talk about really needs a bit of a dedicated podcast to itself. But I wanted to get this one done really just to say, right, this is how I got into, into porn. But if you do have any questions, please, please, please get in touch. Uh, tweet me because um, that would be the best thing for me to do just to get a few podcasts together is answering people's questions really um, how I got into porn done and dusted uh, what does my wife think I do well what does my wife think about porn or me working porn done and dusted that's about it I think this, is, this has gone remarkably slow <laughs> but I'm hoping some people might, might find it slightly worth listening to and if you do think it's worth listening to please spread the word uh, dirtypodcast.com um, so I'd like to be able to do one a week which would be great or one whenever I get a chance really because my kids are going to be back at school um, no sorry I'll start again my kids are going to be off school for the summer holidays so being able to talk about porn has been really difficult with, um, with the kids at home so I'll have to wait until they've all gone out 
um, to actually sit down and do this sort of thing again. But I have got other ideas, but if you do have any questions, please get in touch. Tweet me at xxxvideoeditor and send me a tweet, hashtag dirtypodcast. There you go, that's what I needed to say. Hashtag dirtypodcast and ask your questions about editing porn. Right, that'll do. Cheerio.